Hey everyone, we're continuing on our Summer of Alternative Financing series and today we're going to talk about all the ways that equipment leasing can be used in the acquisition of a business. I'm David C. Barnett and you're tuned in to Small Business and Dealmaking, the podcast, YouTube channel and blog where I talk about buying, selling, financing and managing small and medium-sized businesses while controlling risk. So if you're looking to take control of your future through buying a business one day, or if you already own a business and you're looking to grow or exit, you've come to the right place. I talk about interesting things, I talk to interesting people, and I answer your questions every week right here. So be sure to hit like and be sure to hit subscribe, and let's get to it. All right, so people usually think about equipment leasing as a way of acquiring new pieces of equipment within a business. Today, I'm going to talk about how equipment leasing and equipment leasing companies can be used to finance the acquisition of a business. So if you're new here today, today's episode is part of a special summer series I'm doing on alternative financing for business acquisition. And it was inspired by a question that I got over Twitter from a guy named Neil who said, hey, Dave, can you discuss some alternative financing? And it was so much stuff. I couldn't do one video. I wanted to do a whole bunch. If you want to join me over on Twitter, my handle is at dbarnettmoncton is where you can find me. Um, but let's talk about this. Let's talk about equipment leasing. So a lot of the times for particularly small businesses, um, they're done as an asset sale, meaning that the entity, the corporation, LLC, what have you is not being transferred, but it's rather the equipment being transferred. Now, sometimes if you're a buyer and you're going to be using a bank loan, the bank is interested in what stuff you are acquiring in order to satisfy the collateral needs of that loan. Sometimes, however, you're not using a bank loan. So for example, you could be working on a deal where if you have a big enough down payment, the seller agrees to do some seller financing for the balance of the, of the transaction. See last week's video all about seller financing if you haven't heard of that before. So how can we get the biggest possible down payment? Well, in an asset sale, since we're buying the equipment, inventory, et cetera, of the business and any goodwill, which is simply the value over and above the tangible asset value of the business, um, the question then comes to, does it really matter if I'm the one that buys the equipment and hands money over on closing day or can somebody else? And so here's an example from an actual deal I did when I sold one of my first real businesses, meaning I had employees and, and the whole thing going on. Um, and so uh, one of the biggest assets that we had in the business was a truck. And then there wasn't a whole lot beyond that in the way of tangible asset value. And so the deal that we made with the person who bought it was that they gave us a down payment, which just happened to be the amount of money that they could get from creating a lease deal on the truck. So on closing day, when I sold that business, I received a check, not from the buyer, but rather from a leasing company who bought the truck and in turn had already signed a lease agreement with the buyer. So that's where the down payment came from, a leasing company. And then the buyer also gave me a promissory note for the balance of the transaction representing everything else that was coming with the business. And so this is one of the strategies you can employ, especially if there's a lot of tangible equipment value in the business. There are leasing companies that are willing to do leases on used equipment. What are they going to look at? They're going to look at the performance of the business. They're going to look at your credit score. 
if if they're you know uncertain about things, they might want some kind of down payment from you. Um, and they're probably going to need an appraisal on that equipment. And they're going to ask the appraiser for certain definitions of value. Um, and so if you're curious about definitions of value, we'll put a link here to uh, to a video that I made about asset-based lenders and a pizza oven that I actually explain the different uh, machinery and equipment evaluation term uh, definitions and how they apply to a piece of equipment. Um, but this could be a strategy for you. Now, what if there's no outside leasing company willing to do that kind of deal? What if they're not willing to buy the equipment and lease it to you? Well, there's alternatives to this alternative. Let me go through them. I've got them written down. So the first one was that a leasing company buys the equipment. The second one is that the seller becomes the lessor. So this is a variation on seller financing where instead of selling you the business and holding back a promissory note, just saying you owe money secured by the business, in this arrangement, the seller actually holds title to all of the equipment and they make an agreement, which is a lease agreement. So they keep the title of the equipment until all the payments have been satisfied. And it's a, a more secure direct form of seller financing, call it seller leasing. All right. I've seen this happen before in some of the deals that I've done. Number three, create your own leasing company. So Again, in today's day and age of very low interest rates, and I know they're coming up now, but low interest rates for savers, um, wouldn't it be nice to be able to go out and find a place to put your savings and earn 8, 9, 10, 11, 12%, right? It would be great. Well, as someone buying a business that has a lot of equipment, you can create that kind of opportunity for someone else. You can bring an investor in not to invest in your business per se, but to be that independent third-party leaser, lessor, leasing company, whatever they are, they're an investor. They buy the equipment from the seller and in turn sign a deal with you. So if you happen to know people that have high net worths that are maybe older, their retirement age, they're not really looking for exposure to things like the stock market. They want an eddy steady slew of payments over the course of time with a fixed rate of return and they want security. In this case, the security is provided by the actual pieces of equipment, which they will own. It acts as a tangible collateral for that leasing contract. What if you can't find someone with deep enough pockets to do this? Well, you can create your own leasing company with a limited partnership of investors. So you create a limited partnership whose only business is to buy that item, whatever it is, forklift, bulldozer, dump truck, et cetera. And now you can have more than one investor, each one having a limited partnership stake in this purpose-made limited partnership. The LP will own that piece of equipment. The LP will lease it to you. Who's the general partner of the LP? Well, it's probably you, right? So you face any liability within the limited partnership if something should happen, those limited partners are all protected by the liability shield of the limited partnership. And because an LP is a pass-through entity, you leave all the questions of tax planning and tax efficiency to those investors. If they want to invest personally or through some other kind of investment entity that they might have, holding company, depends who these people are. But there's a way for you to divvy up this leasing financing amongst several investors. So why would someone be more open to doing that rather than simply investing in you or giving you money for this company? Well, <clears throat> you know, small business is risky, right? 
And does someone really want to be faced with the opportunity to lose money because your business didn't do well? Well, in the structure I'm proposing, they own the equipment. If you don't do well, the equipment at least can be liquidated and they can earn back their money in that fashion. Let me reach over here for a visual aid. If you want to learn more about these kind of alternative financing things, you should pick up my book, Invest Local, came out in 2014. Literally the entire book is about how a person can make these kinds of investments with small and medium-sized businesses. So that's our show for today. Today we're talking about leasing and how leasing companies can be part of an alternative financing arrangement for a business. It works particularly well if you're buying a business that is equipment intensive, has a lot of tangible assets, and especially if you are not able or not willing to bring a bank into the fold where you're simply looking at your own down payment money, but you need to increase that down payment to a level that's going to allow the seller to be comfortable financing the balance. So maybe a seller says to you, you know, I won't finance you with 20% down, but with 50% down, I would. Well, if you can use some of that equipment and bring more cash to the table, maybe this is a way that you can get that deal done. Anyway, thank you very much. And we'll see you next time. Hope you're enjoying the summer. So how can you learn more about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses? Easy. Head over to my blog site, davidcbarnett.com, where you can learn more about me and how I work with my clients. You can learn more about my books and the online courses that I've prepared for you. You can find out about how to subscribe to my email list, the YouTube playlist, etc. There's literally hundreds of hours of content there, all for free, and I'd love for you to be my guest. Special thanks go out to Jeff Alpaw Customs for being my tailor. Men all around the world can look dangerous, just like me, with the help of Jeff Alpaw Customs. JeffAlpaw.com. Use the code DCB10 to save. They handle multiple currencies and ship anywhere you happen to be.